All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I am super excited because this week we have an absolute rock star in the industry speaking about a very important topic as well. We're going to be speaking all about virtual workouts and the gear associated. A little bit about this person. He's the president at KIPS. Now, if you're from Australia, you may not have heard of KIPS. If you're from the US, you always know what it is. In a nutshell, they run all sorts of certifications, workshops, and courses to upskill trainers. Uh, he's also the host of the Kips podcast, very popular podcast, which I recommend everybody check out. I'll put the links down in the show notes. Uh, he's a heavy hitter in the education space. He's uh, he's had roles before at the National Council of the Certified Personal Trainers. Um, he's had roles at Nesta before, and he's currently also the owner at Time to Train Fitness, who are leading the industry in terms of online streaming workouts. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. <laughs> Tyler Valencia. Tyler, how are you? I'm great. I appreciate that intro. It always sounds so great when somebody else says it. I can say <laughs> it all all I want in my head or to, when I meet somebody. When somebody else says it, it always just sounds much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was easy. I'm like, man, sometimes it's hard to find intros for people. I've got to really dig, but I'm like, I could, <laughs> I could go all day with uh, with this guy's credentials. Um, but hey, Tyler, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Do you have That's one? A good- Oh, yes. And so mine actually comes from a movie. And I would consider myself a movie buff. And what's kind of funny with saying that is that I used to host a podcast called The Movie Buffs. It was with another fitness professional. And we, we stopped it. But you guys can kind of get the idea behind the title of it. We're both uh, workout fanatics and in the fitness industry. So movie buffs. Um, so Mine comes from a movie. It's called Gattaca. And just a little premise of the movie. It's with Ethan Hawke. If you haven't seen it, it's kind of slow, but the message in it is great. It's a futuristic world where individuals are born from basically a test tube and they can genetically select all these different things. And so the main character, Ethan Hawke, he is a, um, I forgot the term that they, they use in it, but he's a normal baby. He was conceived uh, the traditional way, we'll call it. And at the end, he has this competition, and I don't want to give too much away, um, with one of the characters. And they basically ask, well, you know, how did you how did you do it all? And his his line is always stuck with me, is he basically says that he, he never saved anything for the way back. And when I heard that, It really hit with me. I think I was in my younger 20s when it really started to resonate with me and to not save anything for the way back in terms of just give your all your effort into whatever it is, whether it's your work, whether it's your training, whether it's your family, put everything you have into it and don't save anything for the way back. And that's really what uh, I live by. But also I think individuals that know me that work with me, they would say the same thing in terms of his, his work ethic. You might be smarter than me, even though I do have some degrees, you might be smarter than me, you might be stronger than me, whatever that might be, but I am going to put in my time and my effort into whatever it is. And I think that that really resonates with other individuals that work with me. 
Wow. Love it. Thank you for bringing that up. I remember watching that movie, you know, years, I was probably a teenager, you know, 10, 20 years ago. I completely Mm -hmm. forgot about it. And then just as you were mentioning, I remember it, you know, in the sea, right? Exactly. You know, as you're saying that, it's going through my head again. I'm like, man, that was so motivating. I've got to watch that again. Yes. What, what was it called? Attica? Gattaca. Gattaca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know what I'm doing. Right Friday. Everyone's in right there. <laughs> yeah. well, it's Friday over here in Australia. I know what I'm doing tonight. Just going straight to Netflix and, and checking out that one there. Um, awesome. Love it. Yeah. And I, I resonate with that 100% myself. There's a similar quote I like. Have you heard the, I think it's Will Smith that says it about the treadmill. Have you seen him I talking haven't. about that on the treadmill? No, let's hear it. It's, it's um, I, I, I hope I don't butcher it, but it's something along <laughs> the lines of Will Smith talking about his, his dedication. And he's like, I don't care who you are. If it's me and you on the treadmill, you're getting off first. You can be bigger <laughs> than me, stronger than me, faster than me, smarter than me. If you and me are on a treadmill together, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to get off first or I'm going to die. They're the, only <laughs> two, they're the only two options there. And I was like, man, that's motivating. Yeah. So love that there. Um, Tyler, I'm going to hand it over to you here because this is probably more your world. I do a little bit of, of online and stream, but I know you're the absolute rock star with that. Um, <laughs> maybe we start, if you'd let us know a little bit about Time to Train Fitness. Let us know what that is, how it came about, so we get a really good idea of, of what you do there. And then maybe we can reverse engineer and you can be like, so, hey, you know, if you're watching, if you're a trainer and you're watching this and you want to get into your online streaming sort of things, here's the first thing you got to do. Then you got to do this. Then you got to do this. But let's start. Tell us a little bit about um, Time to Train Fitness. What is it? How does it work from the consumer side of things? You got it. You got it. And I, I believe in my head, I have a way to tie it into Kips, my other company as well. So uh, Time Fitness is started back in September. And the cool story of how the name came around is Time to Train was actually the first company I ever started. Back when I finished college, there was an opportunity with a uh, somebody that I finished school with. He was a, a colleague of mine. We're like, hey, you know, you, you were great in the program let's start a business together. And that was the name of the company that we started. We were in-person boot camp company and we ran it for four years and it won camp in Long California, I think three years in a row. We won best personal trainer, all these great things. And eventually it had done because I moved to uh, the National Council for Certified Personal Trainers, CCP. So that name came about, but Let's now go back to September 2020. So the pandemic out here already in full effect. And for a couple months, individuals had been asking me, hey, Tyler, do you know how to get X, Y, and Z to work together? Do you know how to get your music and your microphone? How do you, what about cameras? Do you, what about lighting? People were asking me all these questions. And at the same time, I'd actually been putting out tutorials with Kips. And now we actually have a full page that has all the tutorials that we made throughout 2020. And we're continuing on those. And they're mostly tech tutorials. Uh, but after a couple months of people asking me, for advice, it got to a point where I was like, I could probably do this. I could probably put on a platform, make a virtual platform, and let's see what goes into it and see what the outcome is. And really, uh, a big piece of it, and it's always a motivating factor for me, is that it's a way for also me to give back. When I first started it, and to this day, I pay instructors a rate. There's no splits. I wanted to make sure that I help other instructors that had lost their job or not getting paid, whatever that might have been. And from day one, I was the one investing the money into it. And so that means 
a lot to me. And even the work that goes into it after each session, it's for the instructors. I want to make sure that I have something there for them. And so that was when we started. We had uh, quite a few. We had almost 30 live classes a week. And uh, since then, it's quite evolved. I, I always say that from day one to right now where we are, I can't tell you how many times We've adapted, we've shifted, we've changed what our bottom, what our business model is. And part of that is to make a sustainable business. I want to make sure that time to train is something that continues on where, whether it's right now, whether it's a month from now or a year from now, I still want it to be around. And so we continually adapt with it. Right now we offer, I mean, we have bar classes, we have cycling classes, we have dance cardio, we have strength training classes, we have hit classes, we have yoga classes. And a lot of that is actually put onto YouTube as well. So uh, we utilize YouTube a part of our business. So we do put a lot of free workouts out there, but also tutorials, reviews for the average consumer, whether they are looking into uh, cleats for their cycling, whether they're looking into adjustable dumbbells, they're looking into treadmills. We are putting those out on a weekly basis because that's a part of our business model now. Um, but uh, to tie in Kips into it again is we put out a bunch of tutorials and a lot of that was testing stuff for time to train. So that's how they kind of interconnect in terms of both companies there. It was great to be able to utilize both of those at the same time in terms of, okay, we want to buy this music interface, this audio interface. How do we utilize it? Let's learn everything about it. And then let's also make a tutorial for Kips because I'm sure there are cons- There are trainers out there that want to utilize this information too. And those are actually some of our most popular tutorials out there, the ones on the mixer and the interface. And so we are learning and then we're also sharing it at the same time through Kips. And so really since last year, those have been really pushing each other because I look at it as we are always trying to improve things with Time to Train, whether it's high quality videos, uh, the maximum streaming uh, available for our platform is 1080p. So we're hitting 1080p. After that, we download those, we edit them, and then we put them on our on-demand platform. We do offer some workouts in 4K, but we're using microphones, interfaces, lighting to make sure that our members, the ones that are paying for the premium service, that they get something that they really feel like they can uh, really enjoy, but also be a part of something more. It's not just a celebrity trainer, not to knock the bigger companies out there, but we re- really focus on the uh, the instructor, the uh, their queuing, and then the ability to, to connect with them after. We try to really push that, that this is somebody that you can connect with in our members group anytime. It's not some celebrity trainer that has hundreds of thousands of followers and they're maybe never going to know your name. They're not being fed who you, who's on the leaderboard into their air, into their ear. These are real people, real instructors. And so uh, that's really our angle with it. We are uh, available on, on many devices. We are always looking for ways to adapt with it. Uh, but that's really time to train in a nutshell right there. Love it. Love so many bits of that. I love how Thank they you. connected because I find most people that are good at what they do, they've got a, a lab, for lack of a better word, where it's mm-hmm. sort of like, all right, time to train is your um, – sorry, not time to train. Um, yeah, sorry, time to train fitness is, is your lab, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's a lab there, and you're, you're using that and you're improving that. 
great, you've got something really good here. Now let me go and teach other uh, teach it to other trainers and I can say, hey, I'm actually doing it here. Follow what I do step exactly. by step by step. No different to a, maybe a, a business coach who's running a gym. They can say, hey, I've got a gym myself. Here are the things I'm doing in my gym that are working. I tried this and it didn't work. I tried that and it didn't work. And then I can mm-hmm. teach other trainers there. So I love that you've done that. And I love the personal side to it because it's, it's sort of like the difference between like almost like a group fitness class at a gym versus like a private boot camp where the training could be similar. But usually if you mm-hmm. go to a private boot camp, you know, the trainer knows their name. There's a Facebook group there. There may be some little challenges going on in the Facebook group. Whereas if it's a group fitness class at a gym, not always, but a lot of the time it's like the trainer goes there, gives an amazing class, but then leaves and goes and teaches the next class at, at the next gym as well. So I think that's a, mm-hmm. a good distinction. So awesome. All right. So let's say someone's watching this time. Let's start right from the basics. Let's say someone's watching this and they're like, I don't even know what 4K means. You know, what's 1080? What's this guy talking about? Let's say someone wants to start offering streamed workouts at a good service, not just, hey, I'll go on Zoom and do a, you know, a live for the fun of it. What's the first thing that person should do, Tyler, whether it's gear or whether it's software or whether it's, where do they start? What's the first thing they need to master? Yeah. And that's a great question because there's so many ways to approach it. And really with the individual, the instructor, and I'll be the first one to say, even though technically it doesn't apply for me, that I know that fitness pros are not always the best with technology. That's why I do make those tutorials. But there is something out there for everybody, whether you are somebody like myself that can design websites, that can film, that can do all the kind of stuff. When you see these professional videos, you're like, oh, wow, how do they do that? That There are ways to do it yourself. You can build your own platforms like with Time to Train. I built the whole thing. I built the website. I built the membership platform. I teach the instructors how to do all those items. But let's say that you're not like that, that you need some help. There are platforms out there that will do a lot of those things for you. So it's really what you're comfortable with, what you are willing to invest in, and also what do you think that is something that you can regularly do? What can you do consistently? And I feel like that is the part that often comes with just experience and putting yourself out there doing it you want to you, you can write it down you can research it but then you got to start doing it and so what i would say is figure out what you're comfortable with and what you want to accomplish and then just start researching it start going on youtube that is one of the most powerful tools out there and you could start researching all these platforms there are a ton of them out there and you could even find tutorials on how to make a website how to make a membership platform things along those nature along that nature and then just start doing it because if virtual training is going to be a part of your business options moving forward and it should because you can reach a bigger audience and I know a good amount of trainers that have been able to expand their businesses, have more options and really make an even bigger career out of it, which is great. I always just am so happy when I hear those types of stories, but really technology can be your friend. It can really help you with making it a career and staying longer in the fitness industry. That's one of the biggest things that we always talk about is that the the life cycle of a personal trainer is often not that long because it's hard to sustain a career. But if you have another option that you are not just confined to your local area and you can do virtual training and maybe help your friend on the other side of the country or help somebody in another, um, in a completely different country, yeah, that those are options that virtual training affords you. And I say that because 
with somebody I, I recently had on my podcast, with the Kips podcast. Her name's Kaylee Cohen. She actually lives in Dubai, but she has 69,000 followers on YouTube and she has a community and she's, she started before the pandemic, but the pandemic really boosted it. But she's able to do those things and she used to be an in-person trainer. And that's why when you look at virtual training, it's something that it's going to be around and it can be around. You just really got to figure out what you can do and what you want to push yourself on and always adapt with it because once you find yourself stagnant with your quality or you start having issues, you got to be willing to adapt and figure out these things. It's not like I have a degree in video production or in information technology, but I'm willing to learn it and I'm willing to continue to push whenever those lows come. I'll share that right now at the time of this recording. We're really having these issues with the streaming platform that we utilize for time to train. But I know that I have to find a way out of it because that's our business. And so even people as advanced as myself, and I don't consider myself the most advanced person, but as some, as advanced for the fitness industry, I'll say, is I know that I have to continue to learn and figure out a way to fix these issues we're having. And so with cameras, I will say that there's also an option out there for everybody. Oftentimes, utilizing your phone or your iPad is a great option to utilize for your quality. That's something that some people sometimes forget. It's like, oh, wait, I have a very powerful device in my pocket or on my desk. Go utilize that and finding out what also is in your house. And sometimes you might already have a microphone, but that's also a great place to start. Find a microphone, invest in it, because right now there are microphones out there that we didn't have five years ago, 10 years ago. Well, just by looking at uh, the podcast and we both have the same dynamic microphone, making sure you have the, the appropriate microphone, the microphones that we're utilizing for this podcast, these are not recording microphones. You're not going to set this up in a room and start doing virtual workouts. Make sure you have the appropriate microphone for what you're doing because let's say five years ago, really the microphone market was they either had cheap ones that broke after less than a year, for, we're talking about lavalier microphones, or they had super expensive ones that were like $500. Now they have some really solid ones in the $200 range, and I know that sounds expensive, but these are options that, that are out there, and they're, those are continually improving too. So figure out these things, make a list, start investing, and start always working on the quality. And don't think that this stuff that it just applies to your virtual workouts. You could utilize this stuff for your social media content to build your business and use it outside of virtual workouts. So look at it as an investment into your business as a whole. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yes, love it. Well, so many good points there. And let me just ask a question. You've got tutorials for all of this on the KIPS website? 
Yes, and we just made a page for it about a month and a half ago. It's under the on the homepage. It's under virtual training resources, and you'll see all the tutorials that we've made over the last year, and we're continually adding to those. These are free tutorials. Any any training? Hundred percent free. Well, okay. Well, I'll get this link off you and, and make sure because <laughs> I'm sure even going through this, there's going to be trainers running it down. Oh no, what cameras? What microphones? What did he say? So <laughs> we'll put the link to the Kips website and, and check all of this out there as well. And do you have a course on it? Out of curiosity, at Kips as well. I never made a course. That was something that I thought about last year, and I still think about every now and then if I'm going to do one. Um, just because of the application that uh, I still utilize all this information and I'm still researching it. Um, but I never made one. I, did, I know that there's quite a few out there, but uh, I just never did. It'd be interesting because I feel it moves so quick as well, right? So it's almost like yeah. you put one together and then six months later, you might have to update it be like, well, now I use this software and do this as well. So I can't see that yeah. getting tricky. But um, yeah, I'll piggyback off that because there's some really good points. I think the comfortable side of it is good and the the consistency on many different ways where even if it's like the workouts, if it's like, right, I'm going to have a million workouts on this platform, you know, and then you, you get through a few of them and you're like, ah, it's too much work. I'm going to give up. You know, it may be better saying, yeah. Hey, I'm just going to start off. I'm going to do one a week every week for whatever it is. This is going to slowly build up. Okay. Maybe now I do two a week or, or whatever from there. Uh, and the comfortable as well. Because I think it's that that line, whereas Tyler mentioned, there's options for everyone. And even now there's free options too. You know, like I even know free platforms, there's obviously limits to the free ones, um, but you know, you can at least do quite a lot on there and go for it. And it's sort of like, okay, it's that line between if you don't want to be a web developer, you don't want to you know, learn how to do websites and that, okay, you may have to spend a few extra dollars and pay a monthly membership on a thing or whatever it may be, but at least you know you can do it. You know, if you think yep. you're going to try and do it yourself and then you never do it, eh, you know, um, done is better than perfect. Even if the platform you want isn't perfect, okay, it's good enough to, to get started there. So I love that. Uh, camera, you mentioned some tips there, even the phone and the, the iPad, which I think is mm -hmm. great if that's enough to, to get started. So microphone, you, you, you uh, lean towards some stuff there. Do you have a favorite microphone, Tyler, for a fitness professional who's going to run like a, a streaming workout? So what's funny is that I actually have the rec the microphone on my desk. Um, it typically isn't, but I have it because I was recording some content prior to this. But the one that I highly recommend a lot is the Rode Go. Um, this is a lavalier microphone, and uh, it comes in around $200, and it's sold out a lot because it's great, and it works really well for doing any type of content, not just virtual workouts it's a great microphone that you can utilize plug into your phone with the appropriate adapter and utilize it in so many ways and once you have a lavalier microphone that works works well you you hear it in your content you're like wow that sounds great i want to watch more of it and it's an investment i'll tell you again it's an investment but uh, that's really the one that i recommend all is the road go Love it. And you can probably even, I know you're not using it right now, but I'm sure people listening to this podcast are probably like, man, this Tyler guy, how does his audio sound so well? Well, because <laughs> he's, he's done the research with his mics. So question with that road go, Tyler. So mm -hmm. um, it's blue, is it Bluetooth? So you, you hook it onto your, your, um, your shirt and you run the workout or how does it work? So it's a um, it's a lavalier microphone. So there's a transmitter and a receiver. Um, this, end of the receiver 
uh, let's see what is this this is a TRS end of it so you'll have to have the appropriate adapter let's say if you are of a Thunderbolt phone um, you'll have to have the adapter I think I might even have one in the I don't want to go through it right now, but in, in the drawer next to me, but you just have to, we'll have to find the adapter. Like that's really what a lot of virtual workouts are in my opinion. It's adapters. Yeah. Um, but it's a wire, this is a wireless, um, lavalier microphone. Um, uh, but you will need to make sure you have the appropriate adapter, whether it's the USB-C, if you, I'm talking about Apple products, USB-C or Thunderbolt. And what's I, the joke I always tell with that is oftentimes, People are like, you're talking about Apple stuff. Does this work with Android stuff? I don't know as much stuff about Android stuff. And I don't know as much stuff about Windows-based stuff. I can use Windows computers, but I just enjoy Apple stuff. So uh, it can work, though, with other. I do know it, wor it works with Android stuff and Windows computers. <laughs> awesome. No, well, I'm a huge Apple guy myself, so I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, okay, so question here. I don't know if you can answer this, and it's probably a scale as well. What's more important, Tyler, the video quality or the sound quality? I put sound above, and yeah. I forgot. Um, I believe it was the gentleman that owns a company called Onpatio. He might have had some research. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Um, Cal, he yeah. had mentioned before that people are more willing to listen to uh, a workout or participate in a workout that has good quality audio yeah. and not the best video compared to good video and not good audio. So yeah. investing in a microphone is going to go a long way. And a little tip for those that might have not the best camera, work on your lighting because mm. you can often turn a bad camera into a solid camera yeah. with good lighting if a camera has to work hard, if the lens really has to open up or really has to try to focus on the, the individual in front of it. It's not, it's going to make its, its job hard. So figure out some lighting. And the uh, example that I often use is my laptop that has a, a bad camera on it because it's older. But if I have the appropriate lighting on it, it immediately makes it a much better video quality for it. So if there's a tier system, microphone, um, camera, and then lighting, because you can often get away with opening a window, doing your workout, making sure the lighting faces you, things like that to improve the lighting. Uh, but I would put them in that order. Yes, love it. Yeah, such good points. And even even not just a streamed workout, right? If I'm listening to any content on social media, eh, if the camera's not that great, as long as I can hear what they're saying, oh, listen, mm -hmm. I'll keep watching it. Yeah. But if I yeah. can't hear what they're saying, there's wind in the background, it's too soft. I don't care how good their video looks. I'm, I'm scrolling <laughs> past it, you know? So I love that yeah. you've, you've mentioned that. And I think like um, phone is good enough. You know, I think like you're, if you've got a decent phone, it's good enough for the, the camera side of things. Okay, great. Let's now work on getting that that sound quality there. And I love how you, you mentioned lighting. You gave some really good tips there that I wasn't aware of before the, the pandemic hit where <laughs> I didn't know how simple lighting was. To just Correct me if I'm wrong, but the most simple version is if if there is you want to face the natural light, so let's say you've 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 got a window in your place, great. Just position your. I might even. Uh, I'm not going to do it now because I've got plugs or whatever. But I could pick up my <laughs> laptop now and be like, window. Look how good this looks. Other way to window, you can barely see my face, so it can literally be that simple there. Um, mm -hmm. what about? I know there's all these little lights, Tyler. You know, there's spotlights and ring lights and you know all <laughs> these these little things here that I think uh, you can't aren't overly expensive as well 
and can help oh, yeah. the quality be better without changing the camera. Do you have any any tips there for any of the, that lighting? I do, I do. So what I would say first is just like with microphones, there's appropriate microphones for whatever the job is at hand. So talking about uh, the podcasting microphones versus lavalier microphones, it's the same thing with lights. So I'm going to, I always joke about this about, I'm not a fan of ring lights. I just don't okay. like the look that it puts on to individuals. You could immediately see the ring, whether it's on their face, or if they have glasses on, you could see it. And it just immediately lets me know that you most likely have the wrong type of light for your workout. A lot of those lights are made for close-up video. So if you're watching the live, or, or sorry, not the live, but the recording of this, I obviously have a light that's on me. It's overhead, but it's a small little panel that costs $40, but it's not something I would use for a virtual workout. It's made for close-up video or photography. It's just made to to basically highlight my face and make sure that there's no real dark spots on it. But if I was gonna do a virtual workout, I need to make sure that I have something that's powerful enough to light up the space that is gonna is where I'm gonna do my virtual workout. And so that's another thing though that's cost related. If you are spending $60 on lights, you're gonna get $60 worth of lights. If, if you spend a little bit more, you know, you start moving up to the 150, 200 range, it's going to be better than the $60 ones, but it's still going to only be a $200 worth of lights. I mean, the professional lights that YouTubers use, I mean, those, those are $1,000. I have not made the jump on those, but what I do with the workouts is I try to make a combination of lights. First, making sure that it's all one type of setting. So I'm going to say LED lights compared to fluorescent lights, and you can do a combination. So behind me is where we typically film in the space and in there i have over light overhead lights that were swapped out for, uh, fluorescent tubes for led and then we also have these led panels that we use to make sure to fill the space a little bit more so it might be a combination if you are doing this in your home if you have a light that's usually in the typically in the center of your your room see if you could swap that out for an led bulb and then after that, get some panels to help fill out the, the other dark spots. So do a little combination and you could really do, I mean, if you're the light in your room, if, if it all it is is just swapping out the bulb, that's gonna be pretty cheap. And then just getting some panels that help fill out the lights. You could spend less than $200 and all of a sudden you have something that just looks more appealing and oftentimes it's gonna improve the quality of the video. So lighting, budget thing it's a pricing thing you're going to be looking at whatever you spend you're going to get and so just keep that in mind as you're scrolling through amazon and you're and i wouldn't really care too much about the names of them there's so many options out there that it's not something like microphones where there are good companies like road is a very well recognized company yeah. with lights there's so many options out there that it's more of a pricing thing let's take a quick break Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Gotcha. Okay. 
What about space, Tyler? You mentioned, you know, that's where you do your workouts there. Any mm-hmm. tips for a trainer in terms of finding a nice space? Is it just, okay, where can I get the most light? Or are there other things we need to focus on there? Has it got to be clean? Has it got to look like a gym? What tips, does it matter if it's in your lounge room? What, what tips can you give us there? The There's one part that I've been keeping in my head that I have to come back, or that I want to mention right now. And really with, it's an apply across the board here with virtual workouts, is that you just got to start doing it and yeah. learn from it. Yeah. Learn from each one that you yeah. that you go through, yeah. because I can't tell you with every instructor that's a part of time to train or everybody that I help with their virtual workouts. I just always say just start it and then rewatch it and see where you can learn because you learn so much yeah. from it. Yeah. And that's one of those things that when I onboard somebody with time to train, they start asking me all these questions prior to because because of course they want to make sure that it whatever they do the first time is professional. But a lot of my advice is just just go, just yeah. start it. We just got to record. We just have to record because all of a sudden I can start pinpointing things. You can start adjusting things. You learn so much about it as an instructor that you just got to go through it. Yeah. So going back to now the space, what I would really, really recommend with it is doing it and then making sure that you look at it and see what where does your eyesight go? Is there anything in the background that's distracting you? Okay. I might need to remove those things. You want to make it look professional. This is a professional video. And especially if you're trying to sell it, you don't want laundry in the background. You don't want uh, toys, kids toys in the background. You want it to look appealing and look professional. So make sure that it does. Take that extra time. It's just like with the setup for a group exercise class. When you used to teach in-person ones, or when I used to teach in person, I would show up five to 10 minutes early to make sure I set up. I'm cleaning up the room. I'm putting out the equipment. I'm putting my music on and make sure the lights are on. There's no trash. That's You still have a process for virtual workouts. You don't just, okay, minute before. Okay, I'm just going to press live. Okay, let's rock and roll. You have your whole setup for it. So it's slightly different because of it being virtual. But you know what's a part of your process for setting that up? And so with a space... What I would make sure that you you do is, is your camera far enough away that you can frame yourself? That's one of the hardest things. And one of the things that when I see people that show clips from the virtual workouts on social media is, is it framed appropriately? Because that's something that I know. I know that not many people do look at those kinds of things, but it's one of the things that I teach my instructors right off the bat is the framing themselves. If you're watching this video, I know... I can look into the, my camera and I know that my sides are right here. My tops are right here. Oh, I went out. But you got to learn those things because what might look uh, out of frame on the camera could be different. You might only have a foot and a half in front of you and then you're out of frame. But how can you tweak those things? How can you utilize your framing to for, or for your workout? Let me use the example of indoor cycling. So one of the things that we really focus on is the quality of the workout. And so with cycling, I have the instructors be basically be from the bottom of or the middle of their shin to the top of when they're standing out of the saddle, because I want them to be as close as possible. And also everybody knows what happens when you're cycling. You don't need to see the bottom of the shoe. We know what's going on. It's going up and around on that bike. So we don't need to see it, in my opinion. I'd rather them be closer, especially if we have 1080p or if it's a 4K recording coming out. I want them to be close. I want 
the people that are watching that workout to see the sweat dripping down their face, to mm. see their expressions and not be this way back framed workout, which you often see sometimes with uh, when people share their clips is like, why? And I, the, the, the thought process is often, oh, I, I want to make sure that when I'm doing my squats or whatever, that I don't go out of frame or that they can see everything I'm doing. But when you're standing so far back, you lose a little bit of clarity from it. Mm. So keeping those things in mind learn your framing learn what you can get away with if you're doing an upper body exercise can you come closer to the camera can you showcase yourself all those types of things and just learning that learning your space while you are recording love it and i, I just want to agree when you said earlier about the just start it's the best way you know just take out your phone do a live workout and then you can yeah. be like oh man you couldn't hear anything let me go and get a microphone yeah. and, and fix it up you know yeah Oh, exactly. Man, you know, like it's the lining is just so bad on this side. Oh, if I take it from here, the lining is actually really good. You know, now I'm going to go from here and just each one is just a learning experience. So I, I love yes. that. Um, music, Tyler, is that something we can cover here? Or is that a whole nother kettle of fish? Oof. It's a, it's a big one to really yeah. uncover. Um, I'll share a couple of tidbits from an episode that I did on the Kips podcast with the owner of Muscle Mixes Music. So that's one of the options out there for royalty-free music and really what she provided if you're doing virtual workouts and a lot of these platforms actually have virtual options a part of there so that would be something that she would recommend highly if you buy a subscription for these use the music that's designated as virtual mm -hmm. training to be safe that's your best bet is just try to utilize that music and those are things that now are investments for the instructor but it's the best way to be safe. You don't want to be in a position where you're being hounded about. You're not using royalty-free music. You just don't want to put yourself in that position. And while some people might say, and I've met these instructors that like, oh, I'm just not, I don't like royalty-free music or I just have to use popular music. Why? Make the, make the workout more than about the music. Make it about being there with you, that you're cueing, that your coaching is more than the music. That's my biggest feedback i can give on that and i'm one that subscribes to that i take the workouts through time to train the cycling workouts and i'm now i know some of the good songs and before the pandemic i was taking cycling classes that were on youtube and the instructor was doing royalty free and it's it's enjoyable too it's but i i have to go back to that point about make the workouts more than just the music if if your workout class is just about oh they played the popular hits then really is it is it is it a great class is it people are just showing up for the music or are they showing up for you i'm just gonna throw that throw that out there <laughs> love it <laughs> okay in terms of the the sound quality what's the best way that we can we can get the quality um yeah we can we can have our sound quality good for the music yeah so that's what we're talking about music interfaces music mixers those are really the tools to get those on the same line so that was one of the big things that early on last year that a lot of people had questions about was the music interface music mixers and those are tools that you can basically if you have a line in going into zoom or any other streaming platform that you have an audio line in it's a tool that you can utilize to basically put them onto one track so looking into that finding out how you can utilize it again it's a lot of adapters if i w was to have pull out the interface that we utilize it there's i'm trying to think off the top of my head i think there's like three adapters 
connected to it right now because we're using different chords, different speakers, different output speakers, different inputs to try to make it work for what we want with virtual workouts. So that is also something that you just, you got to test too. That's a hard thing. We just talked about earlier with the importance of audio quality. You can't just plug everything and hope it's going to work. You're going to have to test it, retest it, test it more, and then test it again because it's something that just you can't unplug. You, you're going to have to mess with the different knobs, make sure that it works for you. And the one that I can recommend, and it's the one that every instructor with Time to Train utilizes, and I have to preface this by saying that different platforms will have different features, different uh, apps that might affect the interface that you're using. But the one that we utilize is the Focusrite Scarlett Solo. It's a very highly recommended music interface. It comes in around $110 to $120. You could potentially find one used for less than that, but it's something that is quality. There's a lot of these mixers interfaces that came out in the last year that are sixty dollars they're knockoff versions but going with something that you know is going to work and that's one that we utilize but again it works with our system of how uh, our setup that's something that you want to make sure you take it into account is will this work with my setup because if you were to buy this one and you were to try to utilize it with the zoom app if you're using it with your phone and your ipad it's not going to work and I say that because in the last three months, I actually had to have this long two-week email exchange, which was Zoom, where they basically said, oh, our app doesn't feature, doesn't work with that, that piece of equipment. I'm like, what? Why couldn't you just tell me that in week one? It took two yeah. weeks for you guys to tell me that. <laughs> uh, but if the workaround for that, though, is then you have to comp you have to plug it in and use a web browser version of it. And uh, the workaround that we utilize for that is that we have a desktop and then we utilize um, if you're watching this, you might notice that the video quality I'm using is slightly increased, but that's because I'm using a capture card and a mirrorless camera for that. And we will have use some type of setup for that. Awesome. Okay. Makes <laughs> sense. I, I want to be sensitive of your time, Tyler. So there's just a couple okay. questions I always like yeah. to, to finish up with. Uh, one of them is around mentors. So you're obviously mm -hmm. a mentor for thousands of fitness professionals out there and, and, um, the, the general public as well. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. If you could yeah. answer this in a few different ways, a paid mentor, so someone that you've you've paid money to, you've done their course or their program, an unpaid mentor, so someone you haven't paid money to, but you follow them on social media, maybe they're a colleague, something like that, uh, and a book that you recommend every fitness professional should read if they want to grow their fitness business. What can you That's tell good. us there? Hey, yeah, so... Uh, I'm never, I'll say that I've never paid for a mentor, but I've had two mentors. Uh, one was when I first started in the industry. I worked for a company called Nesta, the National Exercise for Sports Trainers Associ Association. And I always mention him because he's really the individual that encouraged me to learn how to do all these things with technical items, despite having an educational background in exercise science. And his name is Scott Gaines. He's the vice president, the senior vice president of Nesta. And if you know Nesta or if you know the work that I do, we do it a lot ourselves. We create a lot of education from scratch. So the filming, the development, the manuals, all the research that goes into making a course, that was where I learned all of it. 
Scott had taught me how to do and the first program that I learned on was Adobe InDesign. That's typically a program that you utilize to make manuals, books. And so that was a program that I had learned very early on in my career. And you're like, why would you need to learn that if you are making education or if you are, have a, a background in kinesiology? It's because that's where you start. You start by making content. And all of a sudden that then flourished into me learning how to do Premiere Pro and then Adobe Edition. That, those are later on in my career, but he is the one that really helped me learn these items and allowed me to, the, the time to learn these types of items. And that eventually led to me becoming the vice president at NCCPT because I had the skill set that was unique. There aren't many people that can do those types of things. Often you look at bigger companies and they have teams of these people that it's, they just focus on one thing, but we had the capacity to do it. A lot of it with just very few people. Um, so that's one that really helped with the creative part of it. The mentor that I have now, uh, he's a lot, I'll just say he's a high level executive, not from the fitness industry, but what he does is really challenge myself, helps to connect, but uh, it's really the business part of it, talking about how interactions can, and how you can approach things in a certain way. Uh, because at a certain level, and I've mentioned this in podcasts that I've done, is that at a certain level, a lot of it is, face-to-face -face interactions or person-to-person -person interactions and how do you deal with those? How do you cult cultivate relationships and things of that nature? And so when you own a company or you run a company, those are really important tools. So those are things that Tim and I discuss anytime that I have a business idea or something I want to jump into. He's one of the first people that I call and uh, he, he, he'll he just be like, okay, call me. And it's one of those things where uh, I'm very lucky that I've had someone like that, that if I was to mention the kind of companies that he's run or that he's been the president of, he'd be like, well, how, do, how do you know that person? And so it's very, I'm very fortunate in that department. Um, in terms of a book, what I would recommend, and I'm drawing a blank on this, but it was the Pat, uh, Pat Riley, if you're familiar with him, he was a very famous coach, coached the Lakers for about nine years. And uh, he had this book that he utilized different stories from his championship runs. And I wish I could re recall the book off the top of my head. It's an older book. I actually had to buy a paper book, paperback when I, when I got it. And I did a little pay for it and I gave it to somebody else. But if you are a manager and you want to improve your manager skills, uh, I've always been a younger manager um, from my days when uh, I became the VP of NCCPT when I was 27 and having to manage a team that was considerably older than me. Uh, those were the skills that I needed to work on, how to be able to get people to work outside of their comfort zones, change a culture or being able to communicate with individuals. Those are things that have always been important to me. So this book is something I would definitely recommend looking into. Uh, it's bad that I can't recall the, winner, the name the right now. Within? Is that the one? The Winner Within, yes. I just Googled it then. Perfect. And it's it's great. It, there's different examples in there, different personalities, all things that you can apply. It's And it's not a book. It, he does, of course, say, here's how you can utilize it. But it's one of those ones where you have to think about the concepts that he's trying to give you. And if you think about the times in the uh, basketball Legends that he's coached, Magic Johnson, Kareem, you know, big personalities. How did he do those types of things? So 
check that out. That's the book that I would recommend for those that are managers or want to be a better manager. Love it. I'm going to grab it as soon as we get off this podcast. Um, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Tyler, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through for today. Everyone listening to this, make sure to check out the Kips podcast, check out the Kips website. I'll put the links down below in the show notes. Also check out the Time to Train um, website as well. I'll put the links there. Um, Tyler, that's pretty much it for me. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot <laughs> to ask you? Or is there anything you want to finish us off with? Uh, I would say no in terms of being asked. I think that uh, hopefully I provided the listeners with some things to think about for their virtual workouts. I would hope that uh, people doing virtual workouts really try to expand it, always improve on the quality and uh, and know that there's tons of resources out there. Mm. I know that we're going to share in the, the comments links to my pages, but there's so much more out there and you just got to be willing to do some researching and think outside of the fitness industry. That's where I learned some of it. I'll tell you, and it's a great way to kind of wrap things up is that I learned a lot of it actually from people that were streaming church services. And you're like, what? What's, what but services? Church services. Oh, church. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People were, are always looking for ways to improve those multi-cam angles, all that kind of stuff. And there's a ton of content out there. There's It's now there's you can type in like fitness or virtual workouts tutorials and you'll find some but at the beginning of last year there weren't many and so you got to be creative sometimes yes love that i think that's a good point as well especially if you want to be ahead of the game it's like yes. if you want to be a pioneer and really be ahead of the game well that's the definition of a pioneer no one's done it before you so you need to look out and be like okay what are they doing in other fields and how can i bring it in and that's not even just virtual streaming that's business in general yeah. But um, awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time, Tyler. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review for show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business. Visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.